<laughs> Father's Day edition um, episode. What episode is this though? Four fifty. Four forty nine. No, two forty nine. Two forty nine. You did like me. You had a two hundred yeah, episodes. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at. I don't know why. Yeah, um, U.S. Open uh, is on. Um, Father's Day, obviously. If don't be upset if I'm sneaking away to look at the TV you every so often. I gotta do loser. it. Loser. This is the U.S. Open. This is the golf championship for the United States of America. I have to watch. Is some of this. Tiger Woods in it? Tiger Woods is hurt. Oh, he had foot surgery. Tiger Woods needs to retire. He hurt again. He had another surgery like three weeks ago, so he needs to quit. But we got a special guest today. So please, one of the one of the brothers, do the honor, please. <sighs> Okay, the wait is over, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, children of all ages. We got him here, all right? We got him. We got him. <laughs> so look, we've, it's been talked about. It's been mentioned. It's all in the the ethos of our uh, comedy here and the and the uh, in the world we live in. And all the patrons always, man, where y'all dad at? He's here. We got him. This guy right here, uh, philanthropist. Uh, Policeman, 27 years. Not the policeman, y'all know. You done brought out the big words Hold on, today, no, no, too. no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me cook now. Not the policeman, y'all know. 27 years in it, though. Retired. Uh, 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 businessman. Poet. Uh, poet. Uh, ex-football player. Ex, Ex-pro athlete. Uh, ex-coach. Ex-collegiate coach. All-American. Uh, All-American. Uh, Fought Muhammad Ali. Fought Muhammad Ali. <laughs> So look, and most importantly, an amazing father. Straight up. I would like to <laughs> and welcome. a great husband as well. Great husband. Hey, add that. All but of it's the Father's above. Day today. It's Father's yeah, Day today. All of the ain't going to leave that out. No, I ain't going to leave We that. let him do it, though, not y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hello, man. Ivan Seahorn, welcome to the show. Welcome hey. to the show, sir. Welcome to well, the show. So. Applause all around. You know, I'm, I'm going to just say this. Thank you so much for having me on this special day. You don't know how much this means, mm. but I'm gonna take it sound bite at a time. I'm okay. about 30 seconds in and my my hope, my pulse in my hands, are, I'm just so excited. You, you do a lot of flexing my, already. I, do, you know? no, but I, I talk with my hands. <laughs> you do, you and, do. And, but my, my heart is saying, Thank you for having me today. No, no, no. You, you actually blessing us. So um, the fact that you were willing to sit down with us, I know, I know you've got um, two of your sons with us that um, join us every week. But the fact that you're here is just um, an honor because we hear a lot about you. Obviously, we know you as well, mm -hmm. but we hear a lot about um, historical events that may have happened. Yeah. <laughs> and now we get a chance to validate. And we other than um, we'll start with how they were as kids. Cause that's what I want to know. Well, okay. Well, let me see. Like any kids, Keenan was probably as rambunctious <laughs> as you could be. Oh, and when I say rambunctious, I'm saying Keenan's. I I noticed early, and I said this at his wedding. I had to take a make a choice: do I beat him to death, <laughs> or do I try to talk to him? And and so my my one thing I didn't want to do I didn't want to destroy his spirit. Of course, no, okay. that, that, that's so real. I ended up talking to him, and it became effective because he would rather me beat him than talk to him. <laughs> that's so, almost like right now too. Right? Hey, hey, but, but here, but here, but the thing about it is, Keenan, y'all remember the guy, and I can't think of his name. He ran the the four hundred, but he was the world's record holder for a minute. He, he ran Michael, Michael Johnson. Michael, yeah, Michael Johnson. Johnson. That's how Keenan would run. <laughs> You said, Kenny, go get. 
<laughs> but but man, let me switch gears right quick. <laughs> what? J- Jared, what, uh, what about Jared? Yeah. Uh, Jared. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just tell you the story, and this will tell you all about Jay. And then I add in the last little piece. I told my wife one day. I said, "Hey, you got any change for the um, Beltway? Because I don't have no money, you know." She said, "No, I ain't got none, but I think Jared got some money in that football upstairs." So I went upstairs, and he had one of them Tonka toy football big old things like mm-hmm. that. And I reached in there; it's full of dollar bills. And so I got some change out of there and went to work and came back and, and next and we got back. We counted them. It's hundred and forty-seven dollars in there. Now we was giving them a dollar every day to eat lunch, but they ate lunch free. <laughs> but we was giving them a dollar. Keenan was eating a free lunch and uh, spending his dollar. Jared was eating a free lunch and stashing his dollar in the pit. <laughs> and so we, you know, when I when I think about that. We had all our sons. We had, I got one. Yep. We had yours, mine, and ours. But um, Ahmad uh, is number one. Kenan is number three. Ivan Jr. is number two. And Jared is number four. One and three can be at the house, and you know they're there. Some days I would walk in the house, and I asked Gladys, I said, is anybody here? She said, I think Ivan or Jared is upstairs. But you would never know. That's how quiet they were. So we had we we labeled them one and three, two and four. Now, two and four would get a dollar, and they're gonna have eighty cents somewhere. Wow. One and three, they get a dollar. It's a dollar spent. <laughs> well spent. But anyway, that just gives you a nutshell nah, version. No, nah, we we need to know. There's a lot of people who are curious about the Seahorn brothers. So we hey. get some real insight now. Yeah, you get real insight. Now, um, let's let's kind of tick through some of your life in general. Yeah, because um, well, I think um, if you want to go back to, are we going back? We uh, got well, time. Let's ask okay, some, yeah, ask the questions. Okay, well, yeah, you had to put me on point. We because, will, we will. I'm gonna put you, you on know, point. We are gonna put you on yeah. point, and then obviously they'll interject as we go along. Okay. So, um, I, I wanted to start with your athletic career. Um, mm. You know, um, football as a commanding sport, commanding for what you've done. Maybe give us some of your accolades, things that you've done, be involved with there. Maybe start there. And it will go to what you've done with the law enforcement okay, well, at school, etc. You know what? Uh, I'm going to just give you the 30-second the version to high school. Okay. I literally was trying to kill somebody in high school. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. That's, that's not, we didn't notice how that was going to start, though. I mean, no, no. I, I'm just well, saying. Uh, obviously, we no, know no. where KC get it from. <laughs> no, no. The what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is I, I knew that I had to get out of that hellhole I was in. Gotcha. In fifth grade, I was I came home all excited. I was gonna play a trombone. And 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 they had the music day. And and I told my wife, my mother, and she said, I'm not getting you no trombone. And so the next day, it was sports. And I was better than everybody else. I was faster. And so I, I got excited about sports and I started playing sports and all that. So I will never forget in seventh grade. They, the eighth graders and seventh graders played together. And so uh, the coach told me, said, get down there. And I, at that time, I was 5'3", 100 and nothing pounds. Mm-hmm. Then he took Anthony Wooden, the biggest guy on the football team, 6'4", 225 pounds, and put him over there with the ball. And then all the team is standing around, and he blew the whistle. He said, when I blow the whistle, you get up and run, you go and tackle him. So I'm laying down. And we kind of like 
jumped up at the same time when he blew the whistle and, and it went like slow motion. I'm coming at him and he's coming at me, my little skinny self. And so I'm coming at him and I looked him in his eyes. So he looking at me. And then soon as he got within range, I like torpedoed him and grabbed a, uh, like below the knee and an ankle. And when I did that, he bolted over me, but I brought him down. The coach scared me to death, came and grabbed me by the shoulder and shaking me. He said, this is my cornerback right here. <laughs> so, but anyway, I went all the way through and then I got to high school. I'm literally, I'm playing safety and, um, in Michigan, we played in the in the largest. Uh, here it would be six A. Okay, so it's just A, B, C, and D in Michigan. But we was in A. Mm. We had the number one team in the in the state of Michigan in our conference. We had the number three team in the state of Michigan in our conference, and the number one team in Class B in our conference. Mm. And so we had to play all those teams. They beat us seven to nothing, six to nothing, seven to nothing, because me and the, I was in the safety in the secondary. When they got inside the 20, oh, it was 11 on seven. And they couldn't score. Mm. But I, I say all that to say this everybody was running the veer, right? Yeah. And so I would tell, and I think I must have invented it because I don't know. <laughs> I, told the, I told the defensive end, I said, look. You know you got the pitch. But when that quarterback come down the line and he faked that ball, you look him straight in his eye and make sure he see you. And then you run and take the pitch because that's going to give me time to come up that scene from safety. I'm 15 yards deep. So you invented blowing up the counters. <sighs> you that, like looking people in the eyes. No, <laughs> no, that's what I like. I like the fact that he would do it. Yeah, I mean, And the that's... first time he did it, I ran up the seam and the cornerback came up the field. Fumble. No, I hit that ham so hard. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm knocking folks out. Oh, ham, okay. I, hey, I'm knocking guys out. And so that's what I was trying to do. But but in my heart, to be honest, I literally was trying to kill somebody in high school. Man, y'all so played a different brand of football. So I came out I came out in, in 73 was my last football season. I graduated in 74. But it's, it was a different time oh, yeah. frame. That was different. Because, see, you, you had to take into consideration we didn't have a lot of options like y'all have now or, or later. Y'all didn't have the type of pads that we had either. So well, you was out there really yeah. running into people hurt. Yeah, we, we was trying to hurt people hard. I mean, I was knocking people. When, I mean, <laughs> that same defensive end told me, say, Seahorn, I didn't even see who made the tackle. I just heard it and knew it was you. <laughs> Violence, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, 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 uh, LP, I'm going yeah. to calm down a little bit. No, you good. But here's what I'm saying. You asked me about sports, but so you didn't ask me about life. No, we get, I, we gonna get I, there. Okay. We gonna get there. Did we? Because, these are the things that we've talked about yeah, on the we, show. The reason that we gotta cover first. Yeah, let's cover yeah. those things. Yeah, we will. And I'm gonna stay within my zone. I gotta. I'm PG thirteen. And you then, could. and then, if I say something like to each his reach, if I don't cop, it's not mine to be here. But I'll be reaching for you because I love you. God bless you in all your endeavors. Oh, you as long the as they don't also. conflict with mine. Yeah, because. <laughs> I can't go over that line. My no, wife no. So what, the reason why we're bringing up the sports, we're about to bring up Muhammad Ali and a few other things, okay. because people have specifically asked us about yeah. it on the pod. I got okay. So we want to start there. Go sure. ahead, Phil. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying I got one question for him because I know he was at 
Martin Luther King speech uh, <laughs> on Washington. I mean, these stories are incredible that they have about mm-hmm. I, Mr. C. Horn. Right. Well, I, I can put it his childhood in a nutshell. So we he took us to Ben Harbor one time. Ain't nothing in Ben Harbor. Man, that was No, for real. Crazy. <laughs> there ain't nothing there. What you, man, what you mean there's not nothing there? Like man, there's nothing there. It's, Industry. It's, everything left. Everything's Everything left. It's just bad. Oh, wow. It's now, one of those I don't old, know now, but that was what? Ni- yeah, late yeah, 90s? Now, it might be worse. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. it is worse. Yeah. The yeah. thing about Ben Harbor, I know grown men who would not get, would not be caught dead walking in Ben Harbor after dark. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm saying we we saying sports. So I found an avenue in fifth grade. I found a little avenue, made it through junior high, got to high school. Now I'm much better, so they got me a quarterback. But, you know, I'm not the guy, you know. I'm the wrong guy for quarterback. You, we can't have him at quarterback. Put him at tight end. Mm. So I'm safety and tight end. They put the old boy in the quarterback. Then when they did the yearbook and all of that, of course, all the photos, old boy. You see, but then, you know, I'm just saying in my last game of the season, I had to play with six stitches in my head from a hit and somehow a cleat or something got caught up in my and cut me. And so I got my helmet is like this high off my head up over the bandage because it wasn't no sit out and all this in my last game. And so we playing, so like, we playing Muskegon Catholic Central. <laughs> I definitely would have sat out. I would have sat Hey, we playing, Muskegon, civil, we playing Muskegon Catholic Central. They're the number three team, number one team in Class B. Quarterback 6'5", 225 pounds. Cam Newton. They couldn't score on us. They was moving the ball up and down the field, couldn't score. It's 12 seconds left in the game. Zero, zero. Damn. They called timeout. When they called timeout, came back out, I saw the quarterback hand off to the guy, but I saw the reverse coming. And I'm going for the reverse. They on the six-yard line. They did a double reverse. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. I had to hit brakes, and it's the quarterback. And he running for that corner. I'm trying to beat him to the, corn, the, the corner, and he crossed the path of the corner, and I hit him, you know, but he, he, he got it. You sound in. like you want that play back. This is my shit right here, man. Hey. Hey. I'm going to tell you how cool it was. I'm going to tell you how serious it was. You felt like you was right there. Hey, I'm going to tell you how serious it was. The game is over with, right? This is the number one team in the state of Michigan in Class B, the head coach found me on the field and said, Seahorn, you definitely got my vote for all conference. We knew that the only way we was going to score, we had to beat you. Yeah. And them hams had to run a double reverse. Okay, so let's break down all ham right. real quick first, because right. our, our our audience may not be familiar <laughs> with the, the term ham. Ham is referring to people, correct? That ham can be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got to break it down. We gotta, okay. This is what we're here for. Well, well I, I catch it, you, you know, because my, my and, family and I'm, like I'm that I'm also. I'm going to say this. Yeah. I really... If I say where I got ham from, I think it just evolved from a lot of different things. Okay. Um, and being from Michigan, we used to play 
we had to play things that wasn't the actual universal. toys. <laughs> it wouldn't be universal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, and so we always had to, we would play, because our little group and our gang, you know, group guys, you know, to hang out in the projects, we would, uh, you know, throw spears at each other and, wait, you know, wait, wait, spears. What a spear. What a, what a spear. Okay, you take a rhubarb. The rhubarb would grow on this long kind of, you pull it up. But Pieces of trees? Yeah, uh, it's kind of a rhubarb plant, but it's a, like a long like a spear. Then you take a, you, you take a knee high pop top. And you bend it over the end of the 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 the, the, the rhubarb, it, and now you got a spear. And this was fun. Oh it, yeah, that was our thing. And then we would go. Uh, uh, we would shoot. We made our own slingshots. <laughs> and so you, we, we was we had those. Uh, we would do. We'd do rocks too. But you, you had we those those fruit. The little berries that grow on trees, yeah, they're uh, hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we shoot those at guys. Man, we're not tough enough no more. <laughs> and and man, I, I didn't yeah. promise you. I didn't, and, I didn't play and, with spears. And then what we did <laughs> I didn't play with, with the slingshots, we would go out and I, I, I still repent to this day. <laughs> this is before Boy Simpson. <laughs> I, I took a, a can because I was straight. I could hit anything. I, I mean, I would take pairs of rocks, anything. I bust lights and all that kind <laughs> But my, my, I saw this squirrel. And you know how quick a squirrel is. The squirrel saw me, but I saw him too. But I had this can. Now, this was original can. This wasn't these little soft cans they got now. This was a <laughs> old, old school can. Yeah, this is, and so yeah. the squirrel, well, the squirrel was about, he had he had to be about, I'm going to say at least 15 feet away from me. Okay, okay. And so when he paused, when he stopped him, and I knew he was going to make a move. And so I threw the can. And the ham didn't, do I go this way? Do I go that way? Bam! <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, hold hey. on. Peter, this is before my, yeah, my dad yeah, yeah, yeah. has become a yeah. new man. Peter, do yeah. you oh, this is before. I, I, at oh, that this time, is way I, before. Hey, All you sensitivity. At that time, I was only about 11 years old. Okay, okay. All right, right, so child, Peter. We're we going to get to There's one other story we got we to gotta talk okay. about. You uh, potentially sparred Muhammad Ali. Oh, no, no. Okay, did I, I answer the question? And then we're going to jump into life. No, no, we got I, did you. I yeah. answer the question? Yes, you did. Oh, you did. I you think did. we yeah. should do this. Okay. Look, because I, I got the format. So let's go into basketball because you can talk about Sinbad. And then oh, we're going to go from there to your college Ooh. years okay, where we'll you can talk that. about Muhammad go. Ali. Okay. Because okay. I was in college, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 These are okay. stories that people well, have heard. This will get me out of high school. Okay. Ben Harbor was all high school, all basketball. From me growing up, we won a state championship in 63-64, never lost a game. But, yeah, I mean, but y'all were fighting with Spears. No, no, but you no, shouldn't no, have no, lost. No, no. I wouldn't have lost. That wasn't my group. I'm 10 years behind y'all that group. Y'all was tougher than them. No, no. We thought we was raised on state championship. Okay, okay. So all okay. we knew was when we got to high school, we had to win state. Mm -hmm. So that's all we was going for because they had won it. And so we was going to win it. And, and to this day, that team is the they, – they, they say that team is the best team to ever. The one that I talk about won the state championship, never lost a game for two years in a row. The, the best team that ever played basketball in the playoffs in Michigan. Root uh, – the, the, uh, the uh, president of oh, – uh, John Rutley. John Rutley, yeah, yeah. He was on that team. He was the point guard. 
So we was tutored under all those guys. We watched all of those guys. Okay. So when we got to high school, me and Sinbad, now I'm in seventh grade again, but I'm going to go all the way through. Me and Sinbad played on the same team from seventh grade all the way through to I was a junior in college, I mean high school, and we never lost a game. So seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, we never lost a game. He could play. Me, I was a point guard and he was the center. Sinbad was 6-1 in seventh grade. I was 5-3. Mm. But now Sinbad, you had to know a little bit about Sinbad. Sinbad, now after I grew up and all that kind of stuff, Sinbad's legs come up to the middle of his chest. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, he oh, does. Right. Yeah, sure so. Go watch, go, hey, go back and watch Sinbad, them old shows. I'm telling you, if Sin, and now I'm, I'm going to get to it. Let me get past that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hey, hey, let really me get past that. So. I thought hey, he was high waist. I thought he just nah, wore pants. Hey, because I know what you're talking oh, wow. about. That's his waist. Well, we okay, but here's my point. Here's my point. Damn. So we never lost a game, right? And so... We get to um, junior year, and I went out for point guard, and I got cut because the older guys, they was better than me. I grew up with these guys. We couldn't keep four point guards, so I got cut. Sinbad made the team, him and Jetty Rice and the two shooting guards and all that. They made the team. The four, guys, four of us made – four of them made the team, and I got cut. So after Christmas, now I'm, I'm 5'11", 150 pounds when I try it out. After Christmas, I come back. That's I'm eight six, inches. I'm six four. You go six again. <laughs> I'm six. I, I come back after Christmas break. I'm six four. And so the coach had the, the, some guys got involved with some stuff and drugs and all that kind of stuff. Kicked off the team. And one of them point guy and he said, "Keith, I want you back out there." But I'm six four now. But I had got some Flag Brother shoes for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So with the big old soles on it. So I'm about 6'6". Six, six. I'm handing, I'm running the varsity club and I'm handing out programs at the game. And the coach came and looked at me and said, Keith, I want you back out there. I'm about 6'6". Six, six. Wow. <laughs> I want you back out there. But anyway, we went all the way to the state championship, uh, not to the final four, the finals, and we lost. Mm -hmm. And so now we come back our senior year. But Sinbad is the center. Sinbad could leap out the gym. But we had two scores that was, we always, 6'3 and 6'4, so we always had an advantage in the guard. Mm -hmm. And then okay. they put me at the four, and then they, we had another guy, my best friend, that I missed over his, some of his stuff in, in middle school, but I'll come back to that if y'all need me. But here's my point <laughs> <laughs> we got to our senior year. So the coach trying to get jazzy now. He said, we got to get y'all some experience outside of this area so we can get ready to win state. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> So we go up to Saginaw, Michigan for a scrimmage. That's where Draymond from. And we heard mm -hmm. about this guy named Tony Smith. Mm. And so the first day we get there, man, we buzz through them hams. We running all, we doing our thing. We running all on them. We dunking. I mean, we couldn't dunk then, but we we, we high flying. Because we averaged 90-some points a game. Y'all couldn't dunk then? You couldn't dunk it then. Uh -huh. It wasn't no three. Yeah. Well, no three, and you couldn't dunk. And y'all scored 90. We 90 a game. We, run, we running on everything. Life. Made shot, missed shot, made free throws, missed free throws. It you, didn't matter. We running you, on all of When you run from Spears, when you run from all day Spears, <laughs> your basketball game is going to be incredible. But, but anyway, long story shorter, we got to the second day of the scrimmage. And we all there warming up and everything. They down there. But we hear, we hear some boom, 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 boom. And then around the corner, here come this guy, big old afro, 
about six one, kind of light complexion guy. Chef, boom, 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 dribbling two basketballs coming. And so it's Tony Smith. We say, oh, that's Tony Smith. And so anyway, we jump ball, and somehow Sinbad got the tip, but we went down and did nothing. Tony Smith got the re. They gave him. They gave him the ball. He flew up the court, like I'm saying, like a hundred miles an hour. Seemed like, and got to where the uh, guard was. Was we was in a two-one-two zone. Got to where the guard was on that side, and just rose up and shot about a thirty-foot shot. Nothing but net. We got the ball. Went back down. Nothing. Tony Smith got the ball. Woo. Went to the other side where the other guy was. When he got over there, the guy, the, Gary, jumped on him, and he kind of went back, had his back to him, and kind of earl pearled him a little bit like that, yeah. and rocked him, and then turned around and shot it about a 35-foot jump shot. Bang. And it hit the basket. It's like it blew the basket out. He's like, boom. All, you know, just blew it out. Man. And so then we mm-hmm. came down and did nothing. <laughs> Tony Smith and he split the guards. You know, you you like to come together. The two guards, you know, they're supposed to come together, right? You yeah. don't let nobody in there. That's your number one thing. He splits the two guards. Come on. And now Sinbad see him and he's coming up. He rolls and he he just rolled. I told you I'm with my hand. He rolled Sinbad up like this and finger rolled. Oh, oh it was like, oh, we, 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 we got to get Sinbad on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it was beautiful. And then, and then, we went, hey, we went down, we went down, hey, we went down nothing. He got the ball back. Went to the guy on the other side. Then came to the best, then came to the baseline on me. This is real. Came to the baseline where I was in the zone. I jump on him. He got his back to me. He like rock me, rock me, rock me, rock me, rock me. And, and then this is what he did. He turned around in my face and shot about a twenty foot jump shot and hit the shot. And now this is where I can't go over my PG thirteen. No, you got it. You got it. Okay, hold on. No, watch it. Watch it. Watch so I gotta was- say this so you get the full effect. He said, I got some for all oh, you MF. <laughs> and ran back down the court. Did, did Tony play in the ABA or something? Tony, went, Tony, Tony <laughs> went to, and I'm telling you, real story. Watch your glasses, hey, watch your glasses. Hey, real story. Hey, <laughs> hey, Phil, 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 real story. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, Tony went to the running Rebels. Oh, so he went to UNLV. I okay. saw that ham take two dribbles past half court and hit the shot. That hand was cold. Okay, hey, he, he got it. Okay, all hey, right. But watch this. Tony, he, he got kicked out of school, dropped out, whatever. Okay. It went real bad in drugs and all yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, I, I, when I heard about that, it's just heart rendering. But this was later in life that he was kind of messed up in life, gave his life to the Lord. Okay. And then came back, and, and I hadn't talked to him. I hadn't heard about him since then, but I was just glad to hear that he had had that turnaround. Yeah, because you're talking about a guy. He, now, before, this, was before, a this was before Magic. Oh, this was before Magic. Yeah. <laughs> this was two years before Magic, because Magic beat our team to go to the state championship two years after we left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We, we getting to it now. All right. All right. College, college now, and then also Muhammad Ali, and we want to give people some life lessons. Now, you, if you want to go, okay, we can go life lessons. 
No, let, we want the, we want the Muhammad Ali story just because we talked about do, it on the podcast. Let me, let me do Ali. Can I do Ali now? <laughs> yeah, let's do Ali now. And then we're going to go life well, lessons. Let me get to college. Let's okay. go to college. But let's do Muhammad Ali because with Ali's it, Ali's in college. I know, let's in do it. Let's Ali's do it. Okay. in college. Okay, you got it. You got it. All go right. Ahead. Here we go. I, I'm Okay. I get my scholarship. To now, where? I had a scholarship at Eastern Michigan University. Okay. I had a scholarship. <clears throat> offer at Michigan State. Okay. But I went to visit Eastern Michigan first. And when I went to visit, I didn't like it. I just, no. Okay. And so the coach that got the job, I mean, that had me come down there, he got the job at Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. Okay. Well, Harriet Tubman went through with the Underground Railroad yep. and all of that. <laughs> yep. No, that's, that's a real story. Hey, that's real, real story. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that was one of hey, the stopping points. But here's my point. Central so State. So I'm was. at Central State, right? Yeah. And I've, I fell flat in love. Ooh. Why? And, Why? And what made you fall Because it was, it was us. It okay. was home. It was, it was something that I felt a part of. And then y'all had to realize when I came up, it was racial. I'm talking about the only thing about being up north is the the federal government made us have to integrate, integrate and be with each other. So we had to go to school. We had to do write the book. We had to do, but it was separate. But yeah. let me stay on on point as much as I can because <laughs> it's so much stuff going on, right? So I get to Central State. And I signed my contract, and I, I signed the uh, the scholarship in February. So in April, my my mother come at me with Ebony Magazine. She said, "Is this your school? The most destructive tornado in the history of Ohio mm. hit Wilberforce, Ohio, and Central State University, and destroyed eighty percent of the school." And so my mother said, well, what you going to do? You going to try to go back to Michigan State or try to go to Eastern Michigan? I said, no. I said, if they open the doors at Central State University, my commitment is Central State University. And, and so I, I went on uh, to Central. So as a freshman, I got the shock of my life because we was going to Chicago for the first game, and I didn't make the – I'm at Satan. I didn't make the traveling squad because they couldn't take everybody. I'm 13 guy. And I couldn't, it, that was a shock to me because I've been, you know, since fifth grade, I've been running it. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, go through that whole year and uh, they they finally start playing me on um, um, kickoff. special teams, kickoffs. So they, they had me on special team. I had my lane and all that kind of thing. They kicked the ball. I went straight to the ball. I'm, I went straight down the field and hit the guy, great tackler. I thought I had did a great job. Oh, the, the coach just blasted me. And so, anyway, long story shorter, when my end of my freshman year, they said, I guess they had a meeting. They say, look, what are we going to do with this Seahorn? He's not quite fast enough to play uh, in the secondary on the college level, but he'll hit anything. The linebacker coach said, give him to me. And so he put me in linebacker, outside linebacker. And then he told me that summer, he said, I want you to, when you come back here, I was 182 pounds, 6'4", six, six, 182 pounds. He said, I want you to come back here. I want you to be 200 pounds. Went home and my my uncle had a little 110-pound weight set and got on my wife, my, my mother's cedar bench at, at the house in the basement and lift all that summer. Came back. I probably didn't have an ounce of fat on me nowhere. I'm saying I was 6'5", 198 pounds. 
So the first week I just took, but my, this gregarious guy that y'all looking at now, I wasn't this guy. Mm. I was, I was not this guy. I had so much rage and hate and violence in me. The only guy that I can think of that would be close to what Keenan. I was. Yeah, him. No, <laughs> Keenan, Keenan, Keenan was never as vicious as I was. Damn. Because I did it on purpose. Mm. <laughs> oh and so, so, so I took the position, I took the, line, the senior that had it linebacker, I took his spot. Mm. So so now I'm 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 really focused on you know trying to make all Americans. I I said trying to kill somebody to get a scholarship <laughs> to get okay. I'm trying to make all Americans so I can now make it to the pros. Yeah, we saw, so, we had looked up that your nickname was Ivan the Terrible. Yeah, yeah. And if, if if you just look at my <laughs> look at the anybody that was there, women included. <laughs> I went to his. I, I went. <laughs> I was there when they oh when they uh, when they did his inductee for the, the Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, and the stories they he didn't even talk. They were man, man. Let me tell you about your dad. Like they we sitting around like this, and they telling all these stories, and I'm looking at him like you did what? Hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, uh, LP. Um, I wanted to just. I'm gonna try to stay. I have to. Constantly try to stay what I call straight vanilla. We got you. We okay. got you. So, so let me let me get back. I've taken I've taken a position. I'm I'm on the, I'm on the field. Yep. So now we playing Jackson State. One 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 uh, season removed from Walter Payton being there. Yep. So our goal was to hold them under 100 yards. Okay. We had to hold them. If we hold them under 100 yards, that was a good day for us on defense. That's one of our goals. Mm-hmm. We end up we end up holding them to 98 yards rushing, but. We, we end up losing the game. They got a pass somewhere over the middle, and then something happened. They end up winning the game. Well, anyway, uh, the uh, in the film session, the linebacker coach pulled me over. He said, uh, they used to call me Keith. They said, Keith, uh, the head coach told me, tell me, tell you, if that's all you got, we're going to have to put Nat Ciano back in there. The next game, we play in Youngstown State. That's when they had before they won all the super uh, the championships at Michigan, uh, uh, Ohio State. That coach was at Youngstown State. Okay, and Young we playing them. Yeah, could be. Mm. We playing them, and the first three plays, I knocked three guys out. <laughs> <laughs> so the first. Couple times I did. The first time I did it, they went. They tried to go the first two times the other way, and then I knocked the guy out over there. <laughs> <laughs> so then they they just trying to go away from me, and they they end up beating us six to nothing. But <clears throat> man, you you all the teams you on, they didn't have no offense because y'all was losing seven we, zero, yeah, six zero. Baltimore Ravens. My goal, because my mentality was different. Yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to do anything. You don't gain nothing. Yeah, and I want that ball. Yeah. I want that ball. I'm trying to get that ball, and I, you know, I, I start reaching, I start grabbing, I start taking balls away from guys, <laughs> and you know that kind of thing. I never forget. 
year we was in uh I was my sophomore end of my sophomore year, we was up up in uh Oklahoma, Nebraska Omaha, something like that. And it was a fumble. I wasn't in there, but I was in there late. And I felt around the bottom and I where the guy was and he had the ball. I felt the ball and I muscled and took the ball from it. And just the power was under the power. And and I laid on it like this. So they got everybody up and I made the referee had to just pick me up and cause I got the ball. So who you gonna get the ball to? I got the ball. I didn't <laughs> recover the fumble, but I got the ball. Okay, let's go to Muhammad Ali. Now here we go with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. My junior year. Now, now I'm I'm gonna be a junior this year. So I hadn't made All American yet. So we training in uh uh Andrews University okay. at their, their weight room. Me and three other guys, Where one is of them that? was it's it's in Barron Springs, Michigan. Uh. Muhammad Ali had just bought a farm in Barron Springs, and so when we finished training, we say, "Hey, let's go by there and see if we can see Muhammad Ali." And so we all went by there, and when we got to the house, it was like maybe thirty five people there. What year was this? This was nineteen seventy six. So we get there, and it's like um, thirty five people there. And Muhammad Ali, we see him over the people talking. And, and their backs are to us, but we can see Ali. And so when we, when we actually got to the point where we was approaching the crowd, and I'm going well, to have to say it. Muhammad Ali looked over there. I whoop all three of you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's thunders. We we stopped in our tracks, you know. <laughs> we stopped in our tracks and we stopped and it was like so but anyway <laughs> right almost in the same breath he said, Y'all, y'all come on up here, y'all in. And so we came in, we stand there. Now I'm stand, I'm standing in the doorway. I'm standing in the doorway, right? And so um I felt something touch me in my back. And I turned around. I'm face to face with Veronica Porsche. Okay. Now I'm six five, so she, and I'm like, but she was nine months pregnant, and her stomach bumped up against my back. And it was Layla Ali in there. Yeah, the, the boxing yeah. girl. And so, anyway, now we move from. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. We got to we got to take a second. Okay. So you. <laughs> <laughs> met Layla Ali before she was <laughs> born. She yeah. touched him. She, yeah, touched my back. From the, she was and nine then, months and then he sparred his, her dad. Right, because we now now we we actually we are actually outside. Yeah. So he said, "Okay, let's go to the barn." Now he didn't refabrish his barn to make it out of a gym. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a ring in there and all that. So all the people circle around the ring and all that. But I'm over here. His heavy bag is standing over here. So I'm over there punching the bag. Bam, bam. I'm hitting the bag. And then all of a sudden, two guys came up on the side of me and grabbed me by my arms Them like F-O-I this. F-O-I guys? They were F-O-I. He yeah, wasn't I mean, F-O-I was, then, was I, he? It was Ali's guys. Oh, okay. But he, they, can't, they, they just said, uh, Ali don't like nobody punching on his heavy bag. I said, well, all right then. You know, like, go with me. So... So, so anyway, I go. It all makes sense now. Hey, we it go outside. We, now, yeah. now he get out the ring, right? And 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 everybody going back outside. So now everybody's all circled around, and Ali is on the inside. All you know, everybody's all circled around, and Ali's on the inside. We on the outside, and then he came over to where I was. 
Show me what you got. Show me what you got. So now it's me and Ali in the ring. And I'm just, you know, we, we boxing and kind of pondering around. And, you know, I think I could have got a couple left hands. <laughs> 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 no, but, you but know, he said you said his reach yeah, was so. But so afterwards, not after, now stay still, don't jump around. Okay. Hey, afterwards, we measured left hands, right? Because I'm I was a little taller than him because he about six three. Yeah, he is tall. And I'm six five. Yeah. But we measured left hands. Mm -hmm. My left hand, move your hand. He was already at your My face. Left, you don't have to, I ain't gonna hit you. No, 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 my left hand was about this far from his chin. Uh, about this far from his chin. And his left hand was on my chin like this. Yeah, he got them long arms. He had them he long, long arms like arms. that. Yeah. All right, now, I'm going to go to the part B, <laughs> and I'm going to go straight to it. No, since we're on boxing, we can add oh, yeah. this in. Okay. The Evander Holyfield. Yeah, so. Because people don't validate my story. story. You so you tell the story then. So when I was four years old, he took us to go see Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield practice, yeah. A and he was at a gym, I think, in Fifth Ward or something like that. Somewhere, I can't think exactly where it was, but I know we yeah. were there at the gym. And so I went up to him, and I told him, you're not the real champ Mike Tyson is. And his words were, who kid is this? And my dad, at the time, was he's 6'5", he's about like 245, yeah. like solid. Yeah. So when he walked up, like, I could see the tension <laughs> between Evander Holyfield because I just disrespected this man. <laughs> but I, I'm only four. And I could see that I kind of disrespected him. But then when his presence came along, he was really like, oh, it's that on, on some other time when I And so <laughs> I thought, like, it was going to go down. And I was be ready to jump him, of course. But I mean, clearly, you're, you're, you're I, look, I think, first off, confidence is everything. Yeah. But you said you thought you was going to get some left hands in. I think I could have got a couple left hands in because, you know, when we was moving around, kind of posturing in <laughs> left hand and right hand, you know, and all that. I, I, think, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't I know. Think I think I could have got a couple left hands. You think you could have got a few in? I think I could have got a few What about on Evander? On Evander, I didn't. Keenan, that story is true. We were there. I remember the the the. I didn't get the whole gist of everything. Of like was it happening. was me and Evander. Like I would knock you. But then I thought about it. Uh, uh, see, because back then I wasn't taking no L's at all. <laughs> None. None. And so I told Keenan, I said, now, maybe I walked up and he just, you know, we just played it off somehow that, oh, this your kid or something like that. But it wasn't never I felt any threat. You know. Oh, okay. So if you saw the threat, it'd have been different. Yeah. Well, it'd have been the challenge or something. Yeah, yeah. Because now, of course, especially if Keenan, like, man, Dad, this guy, man. I mean, if he would have said something just off the wall or something yeah. like that. But knowing what I know now, man, Avenger Holyfield at the time, he was probably as crazy as I was. <laughs> but he was the heavyweight champion of the world. He but here, here's my point. Uh, it was crazy hey, though. I did. We did. I tried to take them to different things like that so they can see, of course, see stuff like that. But I, I always loved Avenger Holyfield. So, so we got um, some news. This is this will be a part of because I know you've got a, a big pokey story also. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if the reports are true. No, it's confirmed. So it is confirmed. Yeah. No. yeah. So maybe maybe we'll start with um, you know rest in power. Um, he was in Beaumont at a show, and not to bring the show down now, but I do want to 
put that in because I want to make sure that people understand that not only are we going to celebrate a father, celebrate Father's Day today, but at the same time, we want to celebrate his legacy some. And I know you all had some encounters with Pokey as well. We were going to talk about that today in a different light. We were. Yeah. Because we've talked about those stories on the pod before. So I don't want people to feel like we're trying to avoid the topic by what we're doing. So I want to bring it up for that purpose. Anything y'all would like to share? Because I know there's a big Pokey story out there. What what are y'all thoughts on that, or just in general about Pokey as uh, we go along? Start with Phil. He's from uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, he from my neighborhood. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when uh, someone makes it out your neighborhood, they always become the hero, so to speak. Uh, huge fan of his. Stayed literally uh, two blocks over from my from my grandmother. We always was over there. Always was a huge fan of his. So uh, I have a, a a friend who's actually uh, uh, the girlfriend. And uh, I know the family is hurting, so man, uh, it's a sad day for real. No doubt, that's, yeah, that's, that's sad. That, I, I didn't want people to feel like we didn't, weren't gonna address it. Yeah, you know yeah. What no, I, so. big pokey is a big part of Houston culture, like definitely. definitely. Like you don't get no Travis Scotts, you don't get, you don't even get the Drake y'all love without like the big pokey being a part of him, little Kiki and all them, just uh, displaying the culture to the world like that. And I don't think people understand it, uh, Houston. People understand it, but yeah, they was a big part of hip hop culture. Like, yeah. and he is a big part of hip hop culture. Just the lingo, the flow, the lingo, was, for real, the lingo, the flow, yeah. like the flow. Like, I mean, uh, my <laughs> wife was jamming the whole, the whole way over here. It's like he was phenomenal on the mic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Big Pokey, man. Uh, we uh, go ahead, KC, before my, I get into my fantasy football <laughs> team for the longest was named Hit Like Hiroshima. Like that's wow. one. That was my favorite lines. I hit like Hiroshima. Mm -hmm. Like. That freestyle, I asked her what big show she came from. You did say that. I, all the time, I used to be like, who that big show she? And then all my partners start calling me big show she. And that's where I got it from. Like, that's one of my favorite freestyles of all time. And when I saw the news <clears throat> this morning and then saw the vi video, unfortunately, like, it, it just it, it <laughs> messed me up. And then when I talked about it in the group chat, I didn't even want to bring it up about this, the story that he'll have. But um, I just, like, that was, the, like, the first few things I yeah. thought about. And, you know, it's just <clears> unfortunate, <throat> like, in this day and age, everything is video recorded. And, like, just just to see him, I, I, I couldn't let that be the last thing I saw of him. But, of course. So, I like, I just streamed his freestyles. And then one thing that I, I saw, and I saw that it was actually – Violent on going viral on Twitter was that um, I had posted that uh, video of him and Lil Kiki when they was talking about the bacon yeah. Yeah. during Straight the pandemic. Bacon. Yeah. It was like, you know, you cook it on the skillet, you come out bow legged and not yeah. slew footed. Like, that was just like another side of him. And that's what I wanted to see in regards to him because I didn't want that last that video being the last thing I see of him because that's a legend literally like one of my favorites of all time and like it's just it's sad it's a sad day no definitely I wanted to make sure and I know um, that, that'll bring us to like maybe just like Houston in general because you had a long career in Houston a part of Houston culture I've done things with pretty much anybody in the city of Houston, any impressions you want to leave there? And then we'll talk about life and just maybe some things that we can leave with people also. Well, you know, <laughs> um, I was not um, introduced into the rap game until my brother okay. 
uh, one grand at the time was running with Slim Thug and all those guys and all that. But uh, I was asked by a friend to recruit men to help him with security at the um, car show. And uh, I have like, about 30 guys and, you know, we in photos and all that. But the next year I called because I had all these n- numbers. If I meet a guy that's bigger than me, he automatically on my team. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, because because there's some there's some behind. It. I'm gonna get with you. That's why I was so fascinated with the Chicago yeah, finance. Yeah. Deal. But here's the thing: the, uh, I see a guy six five six six or just a big two hundred three hundred pound guy. Man, sign him up. Yes. I'm recruiting. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I saw this number. It says Big Pokey on my phone. So I called the number. It says Big Pokey. Uh, yes. Uh, say yes, I haven't seen one met you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I want you to uh, see if you would help me with the uh, security at the car show. He say, I'm a PG-13. I'm Big Pokey, man. I ain't no security <laughs> guard. <laughs> <laughs> but and the reason why he got the number, we we paying my I'm paying my phone bill. He was with me. He was in the store paying the phone bill. And I seen Big Pokey. Hello, Big Pokey. So what's up, baby? And then my dad saw it from the distance, but he's like, Who was that? I was like, That's Big Pokey. And he just, I'm about to go talk to him. I'm like, Damn. And I couldn't even stop it. He was already <laughs> over there at his slab and he talking, he talking to him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, Man, what you tell him? He's like, No, nah, we just, you know, topped it up. But he got his number and then that happened. So he wanted to be security. Yeah. <laughs> like, dog, you need man, context, no man. But, you know, those, those, and just to, so everybody could hear it, when we lose people like that, it, there's a um, immediate knee-jerk reaction to the good and and even the things that, you know, you wish could have happened. Of course. Or shouldn't have happened. But, we got some big shoes to fill because people are starting to come around. Like I lost a guy who like Jim Brown. I, I, I say I lost him because when I was a senior in school, he put on a all-star game for all the black college all-stars when they weren't choosing us. And, and you know, when they introduced me to him in Smackwater Jackson in uh, Baton Rouge, uh, they said, is Ivan Seahorn, Jim Brown? And he shook my hand. It was like a brick grabbed my hand and was shaking it. You, hold on. But you're talking about. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you met you met Jim, Jim Brown? Too? Jim Brown. The one that just passed. And I'm just saying this yeah. to say that. Jim Brown was, he was the, <laughs> probably one of the strongest individuals I've ever met. Now, Jim I've met T- Tiny Meeker, who at the time bench pressed 720 pounds and just recently broke the world's record for the bench press at over 843 pounds. I had these little cards. I was downtown. I had just came up with this formula because I was trying to figure out how can I stay strong because I'm dealing with all of these kids and situations and circumstances. I couldn't be weak, but I just didn't have time to work out and all like, like I wanted to. But I came up with this formula, and it, you get 25 to 100% stronger using your own body weight, gravity, and time. Well, I gave him one of them. He 
He said, I said, nobody's ever got to the master training level. He said, I'm going to get there. I said, nobody's ever got there. Wait, wait, wait. So you, you came up with a formula. The hit back training program. Hit back training. High intensity training, the business of accelerating. You came up with hit? Hit back training. No, they're the term <laughs> oh, no. high intensity interval training. Yeah, but you his was first. called hit back. His was hit back. It's push-ups nah, and sit-ups. Push-ups, sit-ups. It's a formula. It's a, like a scientific. And I went to Rice University and asked the scientists how much gravity equals like 100 pounds. And they couldn't tell me. She said, well, uh, foot pounds of pressure and all this kind of thing. But I, I went through the program. Well, I had to put myself through the program. And just to give you, I'm going to go. I know we run out of time. But I started with 185 for five, 205 for five, 225 for five. 245 for five, 275, got it four, five. Okay, I said, okay, that's my base. So now I did the hit back training program <laughs> and level 10. You, it's 100 push ups, but it's 10 sets of push ups. You do 10 push ups and flip over, do 10 crunches. 10 push ups, 10 crunches all the way through. Then you hold for 15 seconds, rest. Hold for 15 seconds, rest. Do 10 sets of those, you're done. Did that four days in a row. No, I did that seven days in a row. Sorry. And then I said, well, I felt so much stronger. I said, well, let me try my weights. So instead of doing 185, I said, I'm going to bump it up. I went to 205 for five, 225 for five, 245 for five, 275 for five, 295 for five. I said, hey, it works. And so I, <laughs> you got it. Phil. So, there you go. So anyway, right I, went, I, went through whole, I went through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and I know y'all got a podcast, but anyway, I ended after <laughs> no, you after, after three after three weeks. I was doing my last set was three twenty five. What, did y'all do the hit back Man, training? we were the testees. <laughs> we were the we guinea, were the guinea pigs. Y'all the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> Me and all our hey. friends was the guinea pigs. <laughs> I got video somewhere for them. Uh, it's it rough. Okay, but, okay. But, so, so, <laughs> all right, all right, so I want to pivot. I want to pivot. Okay. Just because I know um, there's value in having this conversation with you, separate of the fun that we're having. Okay. There's also value that people can get from a man of integrity, a, a husband, a father um, who has spent his time helping in the community, building businesses, establishing legacy for his family. So maybe you can impart some wisdom on um, the, our average age listener is probably 30. 30? Yeah, probably mm -hmm. 30 to 35. Right. And um, I would say our average listener probably is a black male or mm -hmm. a black woman, to be honest. Yeah, you know, women. between mm -hmm. that too. So, um, what 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 would you say to maybe our generation? Things that you've seen as you were in Houston, in the community, a part of you know law enforcement. What are some things that you might give to some people that what what, what want them to carry on? Because oftentimes there's struggle, and we see the trauma, and we see the tragedy. But you know, in hearing you, there's a lot of joy on things that you've done as well. So, what are some things that you might be able to impart on some people? You, I would say you definitely need to graduate from high school. Okay. And then find something that you love to do. If you can find it in high school, that's even better because now you can propel yourself into life with something that you love to do as a goal to carry it on the end of the stick. But if as you go through college, you, what you call um, educational documentation. So anytime you go to fill out a resume or go apply for a job, you have to have some kind of educational documentation because you roll in there and uh, you, you would say, well, um, 
what are your qualifications? Well, you, first you should have resume. And now what they're doing things now, you can everything's online. Yeah. So they're not looking at you physically. But the fact of the matter is this. I would, would, would say that you have to find something that you love to do. It's so much money in sports. If you are an athlete, give your best shot. But don't let that be your only thing. Yeah. Because um, I'm a perfect example. Had my plan, know about high school. We know about college. The only thing I say about college, I made All-American too fast. I made it my junior year. Then I came back and made it my senior year, played in an all-star game. And it, it was something that I wanted to do because now I'm getting ready to go somewhere where I'm trying to get since fifth grade. But I love the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders was my heart. I would have played for the Oakland for free. If they say, see, we're kind of short on money, but we, we need out of play. But anyway, long story short, the draft come that year after this, uh, after the uh, that draft for that year, they had 17 picks, all 30 teams. When Mr. Irrelevant was picked number 17, my phone rang. It's the Oakland Raiders. They said, we want, I'm coach so-and-so. We want to come sign you to a free agent contract. Next morning, they knock on the door and... Uh, I answered the door. Here, I'm coach so-and-so. We're going to offer you $250. $250? To do what? To (laughs) sign a free agent contract with the Oakland Raiders as a bonus. I get, he, but let me make a phone call. Yeah, I'm here with Ivan C. Horn. We can offer him $500. I'm like, I'm like still stunned. Well, we'll give you $1,000. I sign the contract. I go to camp. They got 17 linebackers in camp. Four of them was on the team the year before. They got me starting at middle linebacker, calling the huddles and all of it. Now, we just in, it was two-day mini camps. But still, the whole point, I'll never forget Al Davis sitting down there at the, the goalpost watching. And I guess I just got yeah, too Al close. Davis. I got too close <laughs> to a guy in the red vest. Now, we just in, you, we handling the sh- just shorts and all that. But I got too close to a guy in the red vest and whistles again, you know, you can't, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Itching. This. I, I, my, my whole point is this. <laughs> I was passionate. I wanted it. But when I got there, it's just something wasn't right. Something, it was different. But so now I love, loved math, uh, anything to do with marketing, all of those type of things. And when me and the Raiders got in a fight over money, they called me, they say, Seahorn, you missed your flight. I said, no, I didn't miss my flight. I need $5,000 more dollars. Oh, we'll give you $500 more dollars. I said, no, I need $5,000 more dollars. He said, well, we ain't going to beg you to play. I said, fine, I'll go and coach college football. That's what I want to do anyway. And we went our separate ways. But I thank God for that because I know how I was. I would run through a brick wall to hit an elephant head on. And, and my point is this. We know with Pittsburgh they were shooting the needle. It's all documentation on steroids and all that. But a lot of those guys at that time, was doing what they had to do. I'm just glad that I was able to 
invest in myself yeah. and go my separate ways. So the message I would have, whatever it is you decide to do, go all in, all out, but have a plan B and have a, some kind of educational documentation to prove what you did with your youth. Because if not, it's what we call you misnegotiated your youth. And now you find yourself 30, 35 years old with no documentation and no situation that can prepare you into life legitimately. Okay, so what about family now? Like family, wife, family, ooh, what is something you might share with someone? It's, it's some, uh, I, life was not going well for me. Because I was, I had coached Texas Southern for three years. We had a five-year contract. They fired the coach after three years. They had to pay me a year's salary. So I went into law enforcement. I, I, enrolled, I applied for my first job in law enforcement. They had 527 applicants for three jobs. I ended up getting one of the jobs. And then when my wife asked me if she could stay home with the boys, they was young boys at the time, and and stay home with the boys and and uh, and she won't study for the ministry. I said, who am I to go against God? So um, I applied for a second job at in the rich side of town now in the schools in Memorial. It had one hundred and twenty seven applicants for one job. I'm the last guy to be interviewed. So when I get to the interview, or get to the uh, police station, I'm sitting there about a quarter to five about 10 minutes to uh, five, the phone rings. It's the chief of police. And he asking the dispatch, I could hear him. He's asking him, has that applicant showed up? He said, yes, he's sitting here. He said, well, tell him I won't be able to make it because it's a, a hurricane of rain, a tornado of rain out here. It's flooded. I can't even get out the, the Coliseum. Before he could say anything, I said, no, tell him I'll come out there where he is. I navigated the water and got out there. We walked around the stadium for about 45 minutes. He said, you the man. So sometimes, you know, when you trying to uh, present yourself and or in a situation where you're going for something and it's competitive, you've got to show up because if he had postponed it for any reason in my mind, he probably would have just went on to somebody else. And so a lot of times we, we think that somebody owes us something. Nobody's going to I'm just looking at the podcast people now. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to give you anything. You have to work for it. You have to prepare for it. I was prepared to play for the Oakland Raiders. I was prepared now with my educational degrees. And then while I was at Texas Southern, I got a master's degree. And so, so when they saw my educational qualifications and they saw the fact that, you know, I'm 6'5", 200, all these sports things mean really meant nothing until I met the actual chief of police in that interview. And that first one, and he told me, he said, after two hours, now everybody else was in there for 15 minutes. He got 10 guys. Out of 527, it finally go, went down to 10. So I'm in there. There's seven guys there when I get there. And then two more guys came. They called one guy's name. He went in there, stayed about 15 minutes. He came out. Another guy went in there about 15 minutes. He came out. Then they called my name. I go in there about 15 minutes. I could feel the interview wrapping up. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I can't go out like that. And I looked around his office, and I saw some football pitches, and I hit him with a couple football questions. I was in there for two hours. When I left out, I knew I had one of the jobs. And I needed that job. I wanted that job. So anything that you go after, go after it wholeheartedly, whatever it is, whatever it is. 
And see, I'm I'm a living proof family wise, especially wife, that a sanctified wife will sanctify her husband. Because I was nowhere near, nowhere near where she, where I am today. And and even when my wife, you know, we got together under some different circumstances, but when I saw her, it was like love at first sight. <laughs> and I, I say this all the time, but she gonna, she gonna, why you say that on the thing? All I saw was, I changed it later, but all I saw was lips and legs. <laughs> <laughs> but but to be poetic, I say all I saw was lips and hips. <laughs> so, but but see what I, what I what I'll say is, <clears throat> for me it's um it's good to hear um, a black man speaking about his black wife that way, because oftentimes we don't adorn the women in our lives the way that we should. So while you may laugh and joke, there's someone who's never heard a message, never heard a father, a man speak about his wife glowingly mm -hmm. in a joking term. They never have seen that. Like they've only seen the anxious moments or the moments where it's not comfortable. Yeah. You're a comfortable person sharing the story about how he felt the first time he saw his wife. The very first time. And most people don't get that. You got Y'all um, y'all have that opportunity to be able to sit around with a father who can tell you stories about the first time they met their wife. I definitely didn't get that. You, you, so most people don't. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, so even having this on the show mm -hmm. um, is a lot. Right. Because most people don't have that opportunity. You know, um, a lot of relationships are frayed. People don't know where people come from, et cetera. So that's an honor for you to even be able to share that. I know we're going to laugh. I'm going to straddle the line. <laughs> I, this is now, this is a year before I met my wife, first time. I'm sitting, I didn't realize I'm really kind of depressed because I'm, 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 I'm praying, I'm like, Lord. You're going to have to send me somebody because this is not working for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Hey, that, that prayer matters. And, and so, <laughs> and so uh, he gave me something. He gave me a scripture. Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 31. And it talks about how beautiful women are and the and it's everything my wife is now. But I was not even saved then. But I'm reading it every day. It's just like something I'm compelled to read it every day and read it every day. And then I went and played in a the Texas State Championship game for flag football. We were playing tackle football and everybody else was playing flag. So we was beating up people. <laughs> anyway, long story shorter, we went to the national, we went to the state championship in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And so when we got there, this military team had won four years in a row. Nobody had even scored on them. They had won four years in a row. Mm -hmm. We beat them 39 to nothing. That's the first time you had an offense. 
You know, I, I, was, like, hey, hey. But I was the quarterback. That's why they should have been the quarterback the whole time. And, yeah. and we just, we just, and I learned we was we was running the veer because I was raised on the wishbone. We was running the veer, so I I can still run in my sleep. But my point is this: <laughs> I looked over on the side, and the Arizona Wranglers cheerleaders was practicing. And in my own way, I went and talked to one, and we exchanged numbers. And <laughs> so we was dating for about a week. And then the next week, my partner, he said, hey, come go with me to this event. I said, man, I ain't going to that mess. <laughs> and then my my <laughs> wife her sister knew the guy that was putting on the event. She said, come on, Gladys, come go with me. She said, I ain't going to that, no. And he, come on, I haven't go. I ain't, man, I'm not going. <laughs> she I ain't going over here. Now, we're in two different lives. But then he, I said, okay, I'm going to go with you. And she, okay, I'm going to go. So when we get there, it's like she was sitting on this couch. And when I walked in and kind of walked, I'm about maybe – about 20 feet away, but I could see. I'm like, oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> but I didn't. Man, that's my mama. Hey, I didn't approach her right then, right? So I'm waiting. Now the whole event is over with. It's over. And me and my partner standing at the back of the door, and, I'm, and she up there talking with her sister and the two guys that put the event on, and I'm waiting for her to break away so I can kind of make my little move. And it seemed like forever. And so I finally told the guy, I said, man, I told my partner, I said, come on, let's go. And he, just this little push, he said, man, go on up there. If you want the number, just go on up there. And that little push, and the rest is history. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Two things before we get out of here. Um, one, just how have you sustained that relationship? Maybe anything you would want to share for that. And then I'm going to give Casey and JC an opportunity, Phil, if you got anything. But maybe their opportunity for them to dote on their father in real time, mm -hmm. um, you know, since it is Father's Day. Um, oh. So how, you know, how have you sustained that relationship? And then Casey, JC. Trust. Okay. Trust is number one. Without trust, you have nothing. Because, see, my wife was an evangelist. Yeah. And she was traveling back and forth and all that kind of thing. And, and I'd be home, you know, and because I had trust, complete trust. And then when I was traveling, selling, I was, I was, I've sold stuff all over the country with the Black Expo and all of that. But I'm traveling all the time. And she knew I could, I could knock on Halle Berry's door and she could show up in a negligee. Long as she was making a purchase, I'm not taking nothing home I didn't bring. <laughs> That's trust. That's trust. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, I had to say that. And then okay. we, we had love and, and we was best friends. Okay. Okay. His best friends. We was really best friends before we fell in love. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. KCJC, anything y'all want to share before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, I, I think. You know, I, you know, we're doing a podcast, but this morning I got up. I went and got him out of his sleep because uh, I usually run on Sunday morning. So I had him uh, get up and go ride his bike while I run. So we had a nice little run this morning. We sat at, sat at the back on his gazebo and talked so for a second. So y'all didn't work it out for Father's Day. 
Uh, we just did a little run. That, it, it was hard. I ain't gonna lie. That was tough. Yeah, you made it bad. Hey, he hit me out my my comfort zone. I was dead tired. Yeah, I was tired. But we we kicked in, and I, I kind of prepped him for the pod. I'm no, like, no. you know, I you know, we didn't. I just told him how it was gonna go or whatever, and then we ate breakfast. Uh, and then yeah, we headed here. So yeah, man, we talked already. But he knows, man. He knows he uh big papa, man. Like he he raised us. Um, he was always working. Uh, it's been times when I was young and I didn't see my dad for a whole week. But it'll be a Saturday, and he'll wake us all up and gather all our friends and pack us in the van and just take us around the city, go to the movies, go to his first Baptist, play basketball. We'll uh go to Exilarama. It was like a little uh play spot at the time with arcade like he would do that and he had perks around the city because he was a cop and people knew him because of his character as y'all see he's you know he was this back in the late 90s in the early 90s so people you know oh that's seahorn you know what i'm saying so we had uh that to our uh disposal like early on so he you know he know um he know i think he knows what he has gave us in our life and you know for us to carry on and and uh build our own temples up and i think uh yeah man it's just that's that kc kc so um like he said earlier i would have definitely just taken a whooping in a conversation like that that was a real thing because i used to always get in trouble like weekly i was always getting in trouble when we lived on the southwest um we we had a house our room was next to theirs and across from my room was the bathroom and like there was a window and you could see um when he was coming in the driveway so when i used to get suspended or something and my mom used to threaten me like you know your dad gonna get you when you get home i used to like um i used to like try to dart to that window to see if he was there that way i can fake sleep and so um, that never worked. Like, I mean, one time he, he he really got me during my, like I, I really fell asleep and then he he got me and like, and they could hear me cause me, him and my older brother shared a room, but they could hear me like, like crying and stuff like that. But the next morning I didn't remember none of it. Yeah, I was terrified because I had gotten in trouble that same day and I thought he was going to get both of us, but he just got him. <laughs> yeah, and it's see. like he just whooped him into sleep. <laughs> this fool just, after he was done, he just went right back to sleep. I'm like, what? And then me and Ivan was like, bro, he whooped you last night. What? <laughs> I, I didn't know. So He so, thought it was with a black but, mirror. Uh, no, so. <laughs> I'm going to bring up a little story real quick before I, I get into my whole spiel. But um, I remember one time I tried to dupe him. Like I tried to like, you know, play with his intelligence. And I almost did it, but I didn't act good. I wore like 10 things of draws. <laughs> like 10 of them. If I would have acted like it hurt it. Yeah, you would just be a tough still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he he got me, and then like I just looked at him, and he was looking like he was confused. And then so <laughs> he did it again, and like I was just looking at him, like you know, what I'm saying like I was like tough stuff. like Toby, <laughs> <laughs> like Denzel and Glory. I'm like, yeah, this is the day. But he like thumped my 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 my, my <laughs> pants, and all he hit was like a the pad. Book. Yeah, man, I had to take off every single one of them. He told me a lie, but uh, nah, um, I say that because my wife and son and I we went to church this morning, and um, 
uh, her God babies uh, end up getting baptized. So like what the pastor was talking about was uh, setting the tone. So like he set the tone not only for our household, but he really like set the tone for me as a man in regards to like my, my morals, um, how I do with my family, and um, just how I carry myself as a man. Like I owe all that to him, just watching him like, growing up, how he did with it. my mom, with us. Like I'm doing it in my household now. And I, of course I do it in my own twist, but um, like, Every now and again, people that knew me when I was coming up and they see me now, it's like a complete difference. And then hearing him, how he was growing up to where he is now is like the same path. And so, yeah, man, it's my dad. Like like I said before on my post, like it's the dopest person I ever met. You know, obviously, let me say a couple of things. Um, I always heard your stories about you and some I believe, some I didn't. Like I'll get in my car and be like, nah. nah. <laughs> but to to hear you talk about it, uh, to to be your your boy's friend, I see what both of them kind of get it from his physicality, he enraged, he this kind of him, and and the softer side of you is is him, but you he got the build of a strong, and it's just like having a dad is so important. Like uh, I'm a person that didn't have a dad. So when I see, you know, uh, Casey and JC and they always glowingly talk about you, it's like it's probably one of the most amazing things ever to have a dad. That, and then in your stories, you really live life, obviously. Yeah. And so, you know, and you did a great job with your boys, too. So yeah, happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day. And I'll add, um, you know, I, happy Father's Day to Chief Rollins, of course. My father is very similar. You know, um, if he was here, we would have a similar time. Mm. Um, my father served with Sinbad in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. have stories with um, that's why that movie ain't real. I've even asked my dad about it, too. Mm -hmm. That movie Shazam is not real. That Damn, never happened. Yeah, so mm -hmm. but but my father, you know, he was in the Air Force for for 30 years. We traveled the world, um, met some incredible people. He has some incredible stories as well. Um, you know, had us terrified to live in Louisiana from all the voodoo and witchcraft. I wow. still, there's still a story I'll never forget when I, we cut the head off of a snake one day and then a lady was hurt down the street who they said was the snake. Wow. Well, my dad will have to tell you all this story. Ooh. Like we used to live in outhouses and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just, it's good to have. You um, live with outhouses yeah, or we had, in a we, in we, we lived in an outhouse. I did too. Yeah. When we would go to Generate, Louisiana, they didn't have no real house. We had to stay in near. Where like the, the, a dog would pop, pop up. up. Yeah. Like, like it's um, wild stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know we but, had to use the restroom outside. Outside for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. We'll, but we'll close it out I for, for like today. Can we? Can I get, and I'm sorry, I know we're over time, but it's one more story that I think will be good. Okay. You coached against Jerry Rice at nah. TSU. Okay, so we'll close it out with the Jerry Rice okay. story. Jerry, I'm going to have to give you that. We were the number 10 at Texas Southern. You know your numbers, We were too. the you number know. 10 defense. I'm coaching secondary. Okay. We the number 10 defense in uh, Division 1A. Okay. <clears throat> so we playing Jerry Rice. All we didn't heard all the stories. Okay, I got my cornerbacks coached up, and I told him, I said, look, Never playing the same way twice. Bump and run. Then the next time, come off of him. And then come up and bump him. And then the next time, play off of him. But never playing the same way twice. So it's, it's like 7-7 seven, seven going into halftime. But it's like 12 seconds left. 
they got the ball on like the 12-yard line. So my guy comes up, he bump and run. Then the next play, that ham comes up and he in a bump and run position. Oh. Now we I'm he Jerry Rice looks over at Titan and Titan looked at him, through the fade, touchdown. So they go up 14-7 at half. First play of the game. We bump and run, bam, corner on him. My my safety rolling over the top. And they went deep to Jerry. My safety comes over for the interception. Ball goes straight through his hands. And then my cornerback is on Jerry Rice's hip. He good. He on his hip. And and so when the ball came down, Jerry Rice is like kind of like this low to the ground. And my cornerback is trying to swipe it and misses it. And he catches the ball 71 yards touchdown. It's like some motion pictures. After, after, that, it's like, over. <laughs> after that, it was over with. They beat us 42 to 7. <laughs> no. Wait, man. I thought you was going to say y'all came back. No, no. no. We're not coming back from that. Hey, it's we're not coming back from that. It was over with. Nah, it's 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 he truly an good. truly an honor to have nah, you today. Um, your your um, wisdom, we definitely see it in your boys, of course, for sure, and, for sure, and how they operate. But the fact that you were willing to sit down with us means a lot. So thank yeah. you. We, thank we well, I appreciate that. it. You know, and like I said, I was on I was on my good behavior, and uh, <laughs> we'll get you on your bad behavior. One no, time you can't too. get we'll me on bad. Uh, bad is like I'm the only guy that I know, and I'm just saying this real talk. I'm the only guy that I know. They had to go through anger management twice. <laughs> the first time, when I was a, I was 22 years as a police officer, and I didn't even realize I had anger management issues with the gun. And then, and, hey, hey, and then an event happened. I put my I called in and went to Dallas and took anger management class. So when I retired, I went to the National Anger Management. And now I can teach anger management anywhere in so Canada. You turn it or into America. a purpose. Yeah, we no, may that's have to good. come back for round two. <laughs> we will. We will. Okay. We gotta talk about policing. We gotta. We will. Talk I know that. We, yeah, we're talking about everything. We'll get it. Every yeah. aspect of life that you can think of, <laughs> you've done. I got a poem I, and a story that for we you. Know. Let him end it off on a poem because I, I said he. Well, I do the Father's Day. Okay. Father's Day. Father's Day. You have it for your father. Okay. A Father's Day. A father's love. It's a love that you can count on when all other heads are turned. Deep within is loving kindness, tempered with concern. Heaven knows how much I love you. Your strong hand set my heart free. Through the wisdom of your love, I'm the best that I can be. Love's a universal feeling, and it's wise to understand. It's the man that makes the family, but it's the family that makes the man a father's love. Man, clap it up for that Father's Day. Uh, and that is Ivan Seahorn. We appreciate it. That is episode 249. We out.